This is the EPLOG audio experience. How do PR professionals evolve to actually transforming brands and organizations through stories? How has the role of the modern communications professional evolved in the digital age? Hello and welcome to Voice of Achievers with me Ashika. We're talking about the evolution of PR, the relevance of communication and lots more on our episode today. Join me in welcoming Mr. Hemant Gaule. Hemant is an education leader based in Mumbai, India and is passionate about education, policy and media. After graduating from the Indian Institute of Management Ahmedabad, he's counseled several private, social, political and government initiatives. He was a co-founder and director of Citizens of Accountable Governance, a team that spearheaded the national election campaign of India's current Prime Minister, Mr. Narendra Modi, in 2014, after which he co-founded and is the dean of India's only institute dedicated to education and research in public relations, the School of Communications and Reputation, also known as SCORE. In 2019, he became the first Indian to be conferred as a fellow accredited public relations practitioner by ASEAN PR Network. And in 2022, he was named among 40 Young Turks of India by Reputation Today magazine. Welcome to the show. So happy to have you. Happy to be here, Yashika and Voice of Achievers podcast. Thank you for having me. Having been in the corporate communication space for such a long time, Hemant, and in the digital age and day that we live in today, wherein everybody has access to and can communicate digitally with a click of a button, how has the role of the modern communications professional evolved, according to you? So I think the answer lies in the question itself. We've gone from an age where communications was a practice which was practiced by a few people. now everybody is a communicator everybody is an influencer and everybody has a story to tell and the medium to tell that as well and that has changed the way in which communications professionals provide their counsel as well about 25 to 30 years ago when the pr industry was just taking shape pr professionals were primarily responsible for taking the message of a brand or an organization or an individual to the media sometimes even by hand sometimes uh, as with a tool as simple as a press release a few days after that they would discover if that message had been covered in the form and shape which it, in which it had been covered mm-hmm. they were also responsible for looking at how their competition was doing and how their brand was performing in media in a retrospective manner with the digital age coming in and with a lot of our stakeholders consumers investors being on digital being in such a rapid information age everything has become real time today that message from the brand or an organization or an individual is not communicated to media through an intermediary it's pretty much done real time by the brands themselves yeah the pr practitioners must therefore also be that fast and be able to be that articulate so that they can match the information needs of their stakeholders so if i look back at the last two decades of the pr industry and corporate communications practice evolving i would have to say that being a digital native today is not a good to have it's a must have another thing that actually 
most uh, organizations and people associate PR professionals is that, you know, sometimes they can tend to get salesy or pushy. With the role of the modern PR professional evolving, how is it that they can stand out and really talk about storytelling and push the messaging of the organization? You know, I have to disagree with you there, Rashika. Um, I don't imagine and I've not come across many situations where PR professionals themselves have been very salesy because pushing a message or even sales driven objectives are not generally a part of the mandate given to PR consultancies and PR professionals. Their role is quite strategic and most of the efforts that they take, they take shape over a long period of time. So they gain nothing by being uh, pushy or salesy. The only situation in which they can get pushy is perhaps when talking to media and uh, when uh, a campaign is running out and they need to derive quick results. But most PR professionals do uh, make a lot of effort in creating a long term reputation, in creating a story for a brand that is consistent, that resonates with all their stakeholders. And those are the elements that they must also uh, keep in mind when they are creating those strategies. So instead of looking at short term results, which are very difficult to measure in the PR profession anyway, PR professionals must and they do look at long term outcomes of reputation, such as goodwill, trust, protection from crisis, preempting any threats to the brand's reputation and so on. And this is what uh, PR professionals have been doing so as well. That's the difference between a successful PR professional and one that's not very successful is that the one, those who are successful are able to look at these long-term outcomes of reputation building instead of the short-term outcomes. What are the ingredients of a good PR pitch then? So a good PR pitch begins with the understanding of your target audience. And that understanding must transcend from your general parameters of demographic, psychographics, all the way to how the, the your target audience understands and perceives the brand and what they expect from the brand. Once you understand who your target audience are and what kind of media they consume and what are the best ways to reach out to them and connect with them, you developed what is called a key message. A key message is essentially the outcome of a communication strategy. What is that one single message that you would like your target audience to take away once uh, they have interacted with you? And therefore, what is the behavior change that you want to bring in uh, your target audience? So we'll give you a small example. If you are, for example, a brand that is advocating for climate change, your key message could be that uh, reusing and recycling is a good idea. And the behavior change that happens as the result of it could be that people stop using plastic or start using more uh, sustainable means of uh, consumption. And that's the second stage, which is uh, a key message has to be very short and sweet. It has to be something that sticks. The more complicated it becomes, the more difficult it becomes to communicate, the more unlikely it becomes that it will stick for a long period of time, and the more unlikely it becomes that it will transcend different kinds of media platforms. A simple short and sweet message is something that will uh, go cross over all these uh, boundaries. The third is a great engagement strategy. I think we've all been in a place where brands are aggressively pushing their content and their messaging and their advertising to all of us through all kinds of platforms. Hmm. Um, and as a consumer myself, I know the extent to which it can become a blind spot. Yeah. yeah. For example, if we watch cricket, after every sixth delivery, we all know that there's going to be a television commercial. And what happens to us? We switch off our brains. We start looking at our phone and we don't really look at the television commercials because we have been trained to avoid that. Yes. We've been trained to avoid messaging that is not consistent with what we are doing and it's it's pushy. Right. So 
therefore when you build a message for pr and you create a strategy where that key message is being communicated it must consistently fit into the ecosystem of the information consumption of the consumer and therefore it must create some kind of value as well so if if i go back to my example of uh, climate change or key messaging around climate change it must be very consistent with the way your target audience consumes media yeah. for example a pr campaign around uh, advocating for climate change might look at content that is already around climate change and they might create more uh, engagement op- opportunities for pr professionals and the stakeholders to engage on various platforms and that is the next step which is what kind of platforms will pr professionals look at in order to engage their audience and these can transcend from online platforms to uh, in person platforms events and so on one fine good ingredient of uh, a pr material a key influencer or a key opinion leader hmm. so pr builds reputation and sometimes that build reputation is borrowed in terms of credibility from other credible authorities or authoritative figures and therefore it's important to understand who are the authoritative figures in the within the organization or the it could be within the organization or it could be externally as well okay so if you have an authoritative figure working in climate change within your organization and you feel that they are they also hold some influence then you could borrow their influence or you could hire uh, or you could start working with another influencer within this space and convince them to convey your message for you that's a, a set of ingredients that makes a good pr material uh you know you spoke about uh, building trust and building relationships now himant i would assume there are two kinds of relationships that a pr professional builds or rather two sets one is with the client or with the organization or the brand the second is with the journalists the press how is it and you also spoke about long term relationship building how is it that one must as a pr professional or communications professional look at building these two relationships from a trustworthy or a credible space okay great question um so when it comes to a pr professional building a great relationship with their organization it's an outcome of a lot of patience and a lot of evidence of good work so one of the most important steps in that relationship being being built strongly is for the pr professional to thoroughly understand what the brand is and that extends from understanding the brand's history its ethos its culture its business its uh, environment all of its stakeholders and really getting down into the essence of the brand um and that's sometimes younger pr professionals make that mistake of doing a cursory reading of what the brand stands for and what its messaging stands for instead of really looking at where all of that has been derived from so once you understand that journey of a brand you'll be in a really good position to counsel that brand as well the second step is of course something that comes over a period of time is providing proactive counsel to the brand uh which means not just reacting to some brief that has been given by the brand or waiting for the brand to guide you on what you must be doing but proactively going to the brand and telling them hey this is what you should be doing or the, these are the things in which your brand can leverage and these are the situations that can create a lot of problem for your brands for example one thing that some of the most successful pr professionals i know have been doing for the past couple of decades is that every morning they'll send a small whatsapp message to their client uh about a few opportunities or threats that could be emerging in their ecosystem without the clients having to seek that information out this is something that they do first thing in the morning it's a very small evidence of how long term trust between organizations and pr professionals can be built 
when it comes to relationship of pr professionals with media again that is also built on over a long period of time with a lot of effort and with a lot of patience as well uh what drives this relationship is what's the essence of this relationship is derived from the fact that there are a few journalists mm-hmm. who are being sought out by a lot of pr professionals for a lot of pr opportunities and that creates a situation where journalists end up receiving a lot of calls emails whatsapp messages and th- that creates a bit of a conflict and a bit of a uh, a situation where there's some friction and therefore pr professionals are between a rock and a hard place where they must on one hand they are responsible for pushing the brand's message to the journalists and on the other hand they have to face the ire of the journalists because uh, there's a lot of uh, that messaging that is how do they stand out then so oh, that's a that's the ultimate question in the world of pr and and the more uh, we've had this conversation the more we realize uh, it boils down to a simple framework a simple rule of thumb for standing out when it comes to pr and journalist relationship is that you never pitch a brand to a journalist you always pitch a story to a journalist mm-hmm. and that's what pr professionals must do must do best they should help journalists write stories because that's what they are there for instead of trying to get them to be mouthpieces of the brands and that's where that relationship becomes better over a period of time if you if a pr professionals is able to understand the kind of stories that a journalist writes and the kind of stories that they are likely to be writing in the near future and they are able to help them with information that will help them write those stories better that is going to lead to a better relationship between the pr professionals and journalists I'm going to take a step back. Uh, we anyway spoke about how the ingredients of a good PR material when they are pitching to journalists or the press. Uh, what is a good pitch, and should actually PR professionals pitch to organizations that this is what I have for you, and why don't uh, you become my client? Right. I think when you are a client and you're sitting across the table looking at several PR plans pitched by several experienced consultancies. the plans that stand out the kind of plans that clients really want to work with are the plans where two things happen one is that a lot of effort has been put into understanding the brand and they have managed to understand the brand and its ethos uh, very well and the second is if they are able to come up with ideas that are out of the ordinary in some cases a lot of pr consultancies have a sort of a given template which they replicate for um client after client and pitch after pitch and a lot of clients are able to see through that template as well and they also realize that this is not going to make a difference this will this will not really truly help us mm-hmm. or help us stand out whereas every once in a while pr consultancies will think of one area in which one way in which they can really uh make a difference in terms of a unique idea in terms of a unique perspective in terms of a unique way of crafting a key message uh as well and when they do that uh, the pitch stand out so we are at a stage where where we have multiple small medium organizations we have startups a plethora of them what is a good framework for an organization to build their pr strategy so for small and medium sized enterprises and startups um one of the most common advice that i give is to not have the wrong expectations from pr and that's a very common mistakes that small organizations make is that they expect pr to bring in the kind of results that it typically will not be responsible for for example 
if you are expecting your pr team and your pr strategy to get you business or get you sales or if aggressive sales is your target then probably pr is not the strategy that you want to go with so that's the first step is really knowing what pr is capable of doing pr is capable of solving a lot of problems but in some situations other media strategies such as advertising or your own strategies are better in de developing those results so if sales or something like that is on your mind then pr is probably not uh, the first strategy that you should be going with and pr the influence of pr begins where these strategies end so where advertising does not create results that's where pr starts to uh, create results as well so in that context i would suggest small organizations to look at developing some parts of their pr strategies which can be done in house for example having your own owned uh, media platforms and leveraging those building your own communities is something that will help your pr strategy to begin with and when you grow big enough to hire a larger pr team and have larger pr goals then those communities are going to help build your communities build them on the back of good content good value add that you can provide to your community answer questions which your community has try to address problems that your community and your stakeholders most commonly have that are not being addressed currently and that is generally what a pr team would do also but for a small organization they are in a better position to be able to do that than a pr team an interesting thought you brought out was when is it that startups or small medium organization should think of pr uh, clearly not when sales is the larger ob objective so i am assuming with this conversation that when brand awareness and brand recall are objectives therefore pr must be considered brand awareness and recall are definitely outcomes of public relations but i think what we you know uh, when we look at small organizations and organizations which have not yet acquired pr help they are probably at a stage where brand awareness is a problem and brand awareness and recall and then sales and all of that is is a larger target so it's not so much about which stage of the journey the organization is in it's more about how important is which target for you so if brand awareness is a target and you want immense brand awareness then probably advertising will do a really good job for you right however if you don't have budgets if you don't have budgets for advertising then probably own media platforms your your own facebook your own website and your own newsletters and so on will be a better idea for you if brand awareness in a context of um, a very specific group of people is important breaking the clutter is important if you are competing against huge brands that have huge budgets um then a unique pr idea can do the job for interesting. you interesting so it's it's a very unique set of situation in which one must understand how pr uh, can deliver results what has been one of the most challenging aspects for you as a pr professional himant as a pr professional i think one of the most challenging aspects we face is staying updated in terms of what kind of skills we need to be effective and the kind of information and knowledge that we need to continue to be relevant so pr professionals constantly work with a variety of clients especially in the early years of a pr career a young pr consultant might be working with clients across industries which means then the first in their first couple of years of their first jobs they might be learning so many new things about so many new industries and just keeping making sure that you are updated not just on the information about that industry but also the news and also new happenings within that industry is a very difficult job and it's very crucial to the success of the value that you're able to provide as well so being updated in that sense is important the second key challenge is being updated in terms of skills so a pr professional 
is expected to know a number of things about the communications uh, gamut, right from a little bit of advertising, a little bit of digital, a little bit of uh, social media and community management, and of course, a lot of PR as well. And a lot of these things are also changing very quickly. A set of skills that you might have today in terms of digital might become outdated five years from now. And in five years, you could be working on completely new platforms that don't even exist today. So being able to not only be aware of what you could be needing tomorrow, but also being able to quickly develop the skills to be able to work on those platforms tomorrow and work on those technologies is very crucial. The, re the PR professionals that make a difference are those who are able to adopt these changes and adopt these skills very quickly. You know, you spoke about unique PR propositions in your career. Is there a story or is there one of the unique PR uh, pitches or a PR proposition that stands out for you, which you can recall? So one of the most interesting PR campaigns that I've heard of happened a couple of years ago in Germany, hmm. when the German government instated a 19% tax on tampons and deemed it as luxury goods, which was obviously not a very smart idea. And it limited women's abilities to get access to these products. So an organization, a startup called The Female Company, did something very interesting. They started offering tampon books, which were books within which tampons were sold. And they were sold as books because books were taxed at 7% in Germany, uh, which became a point of conversation as well. So they found a way to actually uh, start selling tampons relatively inexpensively, attracting lesser tax and making it accessible for women. And the reason why this campaign was really successful was that it was virtually done with very little budget. Um, it immediately got the eyeballs and attention of people. It immediately got the government's attention on a matter that was very important. And it was taken up in the parliament in the next available session. And within a year, this tax was rolled back and tampons were not taxed at 19%. Anymore. And this was a completely PR campaign. The name of the startup was The Female Company. I encourage all our listeners to go to YouTube and check out their campaign video as well. It's very unique the way in which it worked out. Interesting. What does what does achievement mean to you, Hemant? For me, achievement is being able to sleep well at night. For me, achievement means that I have done everything that I set out to do. Mm -hmm. Whether it's success or failure, I have been able to do justice to what I promised myself that I would do. For me, achievement means being able to create positive outcomes around myself, being able to help people around myself, and overall being a positive member of the society. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you for those wonderful nuggets of being a PR professional and of uh, being a better communications professional and your experiences. Thank you so much uh, for being on the show. Lovely having you, Hemant. Thank you for having me, Yashika, and uh, my best wishes to all the listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to share your thoughts and feedback in the comment section. Do rate us on Apple Podcasts if you like the episode. Subscribe or hit follow Voice of Achievers on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, Spotify, GeoSavan, Ghana or wherever you get your podcasts from. Send us an email on editor at voiceofachievers.com or find us on voiceofachievers.com to share guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover. Don't forget 
to tune in next week again. Voice of Achievers on EP Log Media.